Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the Archers with me, Mr. Newbie, and Lucy Freeman. Harriet Carmichael is on what she no doubt refers to as her hollybobs, but she'll be popping up later in an unusual guise. Before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. I've been so thorough making sure that you've got everything. I haven't got the script. No, you haven't got your own script. (laughs) I have now, have now, have now. Working with amateurs. (laughs) We began the week with the fate and Fallon sounding stressed and miserable. It is very rare, thinking about it, that Fallon does not sound stressed and miserable, which does beg the question why she keeps signing up for these things, like running a tea room where she is forced to listen to the ink spots and fight off goats, and holding a Jubilee picnic (laughs) sponsored by Tate and Lyle. Natasha's pudding, the one that won, sounded like the recipe of a madwoman. Who uses golden syrup and chocolate syrup and raspberry syrup except for a deranged toddler who's been allowed to run amok behind the counter of an ice cream van? Fallon seemed to be cherishing vain hopes that Natasha was not going to be one of those mothers once she gave birth, or popped, as Fallon rather graphically put it. Of course Natasha's going to be one of those mothers. She's already like a footballer's wife, despite having no money and a husband who counts the day well spent when he managed to fit six leaks in a box. The twins are going to have Instagram and sponsorship by the time they're six months old, and Natasha's ideal is that they'll be wearing mini Versace, doing baby yoga, and having play dates with Saint Kardashian. At Brookfield, the cow that got left behind has finally caught up with the rest of the van. The poor thing was just waiting for its McDonald's at Leicester Forest Services and the van went off without it, even though it had specifically asked the others to wait, as it had ordered ordered veggie dippers and they always take a while. It's like one of those cats that appears in the newspaper having hitched from Inverness to Devon. Anyway, it finally arrived with a sore foot. Unsurprising, considering it had been sticking it out halfway down the M4. Brian has moved from fighting off ill health to fighting off his family. Well, Kate, largely. No one else seems to give much of a shit. Rory came roaring down from London, admittedly, but that was to see if his inheritance was likely to be imminent, and in that case, whether or not he could stop rogering pensioners for money. Kate, like many people who don't know very much, is always desperate to cartwheel across the stage when something occurs that she does know a bit about. Brian has been told to do nothing, and Kate is an absolute genius at doing sod all. She's done it for years. Brian was hiding from Kate in the vodka cupboard at the eco office and then (laughs) fell out when Stella opened the door looking for some grey goose that she was going to need as a bracer before going to see Pip. Stella, who has now utterly adopted the role of a sort of divine deity in Ambridge who is eternally wise, respected and can do no wrong, shouted at him 
and told him it was his fault her dad had died or something. I wasn't listening properly as I was too busy wondering who told her it was okay to speak to her boss like that and why no one had said, oi, slurry bags, mind your own beeswax. Over at Green Knackers, Robert was trying to avoid having dinner with Jimus as Jimus had had a whiz on Jazz's bong and as a result had made a cottage pie the size of the green. Robert's voice is quite odd now, I've noted, and veers between sounding slightly inebriated and like someone with a slip disc trying to get out of a beanbag. Maybe now Neil has embraced his cojones with both hands, Robert has taken on the mantle of man of funny noises. Anyway, at poor Casa Jimus, people were in and out like a fiddler's elbow. Jazza and in fact the whole Horobin family seemed to have adopted it as a sort of extension of their own home and let themselves in and out with gay abandon while Jimus just sat there helplessly, clearing his throat and watching them work their way through the contents of his fridge, like locusts in tracksuits. <laughs> At spiritual... You're right. <laughs> yeah, just fine, thank you. <laughs> At spiritual hummus, Kate was trying to persuade Brian to join in a bit of ecstatic dancing, but as he seemed to struggle with the concept of sitting on the floor, this didn't seem likely. Brian told us she'd made a viable business. Well, forgetting that he'd underwritten most of it. Brian did seem genuinely impressed by spiritual hummus, largely I'd imagine because he's made a very successful living out of persuading people to part with their cash against their better judgment. So to see his own daughter talking cobblers about detoxing and chakras and charging £65 an hour for it must have been most fulfilling. However, never have we segued so fast from the sublime to the ridiculous, as in the Archers this week. The exchanges between Jazza and Jimus in which Jimus quoted Marcus Porcius Cato at the village fate, although I did think using his nickname was a bit unnecessarily cruel, <laughs> and Jazza telling Jimus generously that he could hang a hippo on his towel rail if that was ever required, were moving, subtle, and delivered beautifully. And then there was La Famille Casey. Why, gentle scriptwriters, have you catapulted this into a 1980s sitcom? I was expecting Keith Barron to pop up, pretending to be on permanent holiday in Spain, Julia McKenzie looking harassed, and it's only Sonia! <laughs> Steph is a character that CBeebies would have dismissed as too unsubtle. I presume Vince is sticking around, but do we really have to have the whole Casey family shuffling sideways into our bridge? And if we do have to have them, could we finesse them a bit? Listening to the Jim and Jazza scenes and then the Casey scenes was not just a change of pace, it was like listening to two entirely different shows. And I know which one I liked best. The end. Well done. That was very, very good. It made me laugh a lot. Thank you very much. Am I being <laughs> mean about the cases? God, no. Oh, <laughs> oh daddy. That, yeah, but actually, I mean, it's not, ju it's not even just, uh, it's not even just Steph. Uh, it's, um, it's Beth as well. They're, they're just, they're all irredeemably awful. And, you don't like and, Beth? I quite like Beth. <laughs> um, I thought I did. Uh, until she, um, at Gay Grables this week, she was um, she was decidedly snobby about uh, oh, Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. And I thought, hello, that's not very nice, and I don't like that, and I don't think I like you anymore. Oh, I no, I, I did, I did like her up until then, but that was not a good sign, I don't think. No, it might just have been a throwaway, but. But, Wasn't uh, it that she was a bit jealous because Chelsea liked Ben? Well, she yeah, but I mean, then they yeah, they kind of chucked that in at the end of the mm. of the conversation. Mm. I, I didn't I didn't get the feeling that she was serious about that. So I think she was sort of pulling Ben's uh, Ben's leg about it. <laughs> what were you going to say then? Um, yes, yes. <laughs> under the table. <laughs> that was she was pulling his leg. <laughs> I think 
Um, I know what you mean. There was also they haven't quite settled on Beth. I think her no. character slides around a bit. Yes. Because there was a really weird bit where she said, "I just wanted to say, Dad, that you were really thoughtful, not letting." Um, not keeping out the way because it was Nigel's anniversary, so well done. And then he said, would you like a drink? And she went, oh, you always have to go one better, don't you? And I thought, what? Here, yeah. You know, that seemed to just rock it out of nowhere, uh, yeah. which was very, very strange. The whole thing is um, is kind of, yes, like, well, like you said, it's like something off the CBeebies. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's not subtle, any of it, is it? No. Uh, no. Well, Beth uh, is more I... subtle than Steph because Steph is entirely oh, yes. Well, yes. I mean, one-dimensional. But, I mean, but Beth is Paul, so subtle. Paul Potts was more <laughs> subtle than, than Steph. <laughs> Beth is so one-dimensional. We, uh, I mean... Uh, uh, Steph. Yes. And the yeah. Beth kind of is... She's, she isn't any dimensional because she hasn't... She's a bit of a jelly character yet. She hasn't, she hasn't formed. She hasn't set. No. Um... But, Stella seems to... It's like Ardil hasn't set. Stella's set as the Archangel Stella. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yes, she has. But oh. she's, been, she's been around for... She's been around f- not necessarily for longer because I think Steph, Steph was in before, mm-hmm. uh, before Stella, for instance. Mm. But she's been... I mean, Stella is obviously a, you know, a major character and, uh, and has been around sort of cumulatively for much longer than yeah. Ardil or... Um, or Steph, mm. um, and it's a bit like uh, you know Parks and Rec season one or The Office, uh, the American Office season one. You just you know it takes them a while to get these things up to speed. I think. Yeah, yeah. And you're better just if we could just skip to season two with all these characters. <laughs> Come on, hurry that'd up! Be, that'd hurry be up! Great. Get your, let's have your <laughs> let's have your personal breakthrough moment and your backstory. Come on, top. Exactly, top. exactly, yeah. exactly. And then we could just get to the funny stuff. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, we, which would be good. I'd actually, you see, I don't remember Steph being. I liked when she first came on the scene with the whole swinging storyline. Yeah. Which I'd take back in a heartbeat now. Um, <laughs> that was one of your first episodes, wasn't it? <laughs> it, it was near the were, beginning. You were slightly yeah. shocked and said, I didn't I was. expect there I mean, to be this on the Archers. Sake. And they actually so be, were the rest of us. <laughs> they can't be doing this in Borchester, in, uh, in Ambridge rather. Um, so I quite liked her. She was quite fun, uh, you know, in a swingy kind of a way. Um, <laughs> and then there, was the, then there was the whole wedding thing where she was a bit annoying. Uh, but she's just... Yeah, she's completely gone off the deep end now. She's just, she's just awful. Yeah. Irredeemably horrible. Yeah. And uh, and actually, to the point where I mean, yeah, I get the whole daddy's girl thing, you know, and um, and I I experienced that myself, you know. The my daughter can wrap me around her little finger, <laughs> up to up to a point. At which point I say. Uh, on your bloody bike. Uh, Do you that, say all your... right, princess? <laughs> yes, yes all no, right. I, I very definitely don't say all right, princess. Um, I mean, it's just, it's too much. Yeah. And the idea that he would treat his two daughters so completely differently yeah. is just, it's nonsense. But that bit where she rang him and was incoherent. And he was yeah, like, right. I can't understand what you're saying, babe. No. It was, <laughs> that was just ridiculous. Nobody really does that. No. It's like, it's, it's the same trope as those conversations where someone's trying to tell someone something and they're not listening. And rather than yeah. the person going, just shut up and listen, they yeah. go, oh, 
oh, all right, and then the person leaves and then they never got to say what they wanted to say. It just doesn't happen and neither does that. No. Um, no. So it took us straight into the realms of sort of sitcom panto. Uh, yeah, just just daft that. And also I do find, I know she's supposed to be funny, but I do find, I just find her voice, the way it's pitched, that incredibly soft sort of, it's quite high and quite forced and I just don't like it. I don't, it gives me the, like it's like nails down the blackboard. It's a bit, it's a bit sexy. I quite like that. Actually. Really? Mm, yeah. You you find yeah. a high Birmingham accent sex? <laughs> well, you have to bear in mind my roots, you know. <coughs> um, I know. I she's well, she's she's quite. Oh, I'm going to get myself in trouble now. She's quite feminine, and that that can be appealing. Feminine? She's what? awful. <laughs> Well, no, awful and feminine. And just as it's possible to be awful and masculine, and God knows there's plenty of that about, <clears throat> it's uh, it's also uh, entirely possibly awful and uh, feminine. I'm not helping, am I? I'm no. digging myself a deeper Fe- hole here. She's just, she's just terrible, though. She's got no backbone. No, I'm not, no, I'm not disputing that. I'm purely saying I find her voice quite attractive. I'm basically trying to justify enjoying a Birmingham accent. <laughs> enjoying it very well you carry on enjoying it um what did you cry at jim and jazza oh hang on hang on a second. there's a couple of things that i oh, want to sorry. Uh, that i want to Ooh, i'm not uh, used to somebody that's actually paid attention and no no clear up about so there were a couple of things that yes. are burning questions i think okay uh one was um curry in the butter yeah that sounds minging doesn't it that sounds absolutely inedible would, Curry it be, butter. would it be like a, a sort of, you know, the end of kedgeree when you have a bit of curry and oil left? Yeah. Well, that's nice. So we're not you're not putting that in a sandwich with cucumber, are you? No. And the butter's the butter's presumably cold. Would it would be whipped, wouldn't it? It would have to be if you if you'd put curry powder in it. I don't know, perhaps they've just, like like a currywurst in Germany, they've just sprinkled curry powder on the top of it. <laughs> Whacked it on a sanger yeah. and uh, with a slab of cucumber. And... Okay. <laughs> I thought, probably okay. cut the cucumber I, I mean, ways as well to put it in a baguette. I think this, they... this isn't the thing, is it, curry in the butter? I really hope not. No. All right. But you Good. know when you, when, you, when you butter some bread and you, have, oh. you can't be asked to get a clean knife, so it just tastes a little bit of whatever you've just... Use the knife, so it's a bit hummusy, or it's a bit, you know, cheesy, or whatever. It's like yeah. my son sometimes; he's sitting eating his breakfast in the morning, and he'll suddenly say, "Was this from egg?" <laughs> and I go, "Yes, it was." Yes. <laughs> On the ground, no, I'm now, eat, I'm now it, using it, it, it himself, to eat my jam toast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, the second thing, so the second thing was, um, and this is something that Vince brought up. Uh, and as as you know, Lucy, I've been out of the UK for uh, for a good while. I don't mm. live in the UK. No, they won't let you back in. It's different. No, but anyway. no. Well, they, that I, it's hard not to take that whole Brexit thing personally. <laughs> quick, quick, he's uh, gone. Change I the think, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do wonder if, if I somehow was personally responsible for the whole Brexit. Don't care Vince, how much it costs anyway. So Vince called uh, after his dinner. Vince had a sweet, or he was talking about yeah. having a sweet. He did. Yes. So, sweet pudding or dessert? Pudding. Why not the naff. other two? 
naff. <laughs> sweet is dessert, put or de- uh, dessert. Sorry. Sweet is naff, or dessert is naff, or both. To me, sweet put sweet and dessert should like lounge should only be said in that voice. Sweet or dessert. Um, uh, oh, are you are you being a snob? Not at all. Um, <laughs> and and pudding is pudding. Yes. So pudding is pudding regardless of what it is or where you're eating it. Yes, whether it. it's a spotted dick or a or a pavlova, it's still Oh no, hang on, hang on. There was one one more one more yes, thing. One more thing. Does do does um does Chelsea fancy Ben? I think Chelsea probably fancies everybody a little bit. Uh, what are you saying about her? She didn't she didn't well you know, she's a she was quite keen on <laughs> she's, she's a She's a she's a teenage girl and she's very uh-huh. bored and uh-huh. you know having a boyfriend is a is a status symbol. She's very keen on status symbols. She has she had a boyfriend. Um. Yes. Well, she went out with that one because she dumped. She was going to go out with uh, Maya's big brother. Uh, the name's completely gone. Um. Uh, oh, for God's sake! What's he called? Maya and Jake. She went out with Jake and um, and then dumped him because there was somebody with a car. Oh. Um, which I believe is something that happens quite often to young Well, especially people. if you live somewhere like Ambridge. Yes. You know. and, and a car is kind of a, you know, it means that you're, a, you know, it's it's like an added attraction for a, yeah. of a boyfriend yeah. to have a car. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yes, she uh, was... She was. She clearly, she clearly was accustomed to having boyfriends. Uh, she said she in the tea room. She she actively wanted to wear her skirts short and stuff because she wanted to, to you know. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. If there was anyone nice around, she wanted to be able to show off her Indeed. assets. Uh, and so Ben was just there. And ben, exactly. Saying. Ben was yeah. just there. Yeah, and also, okay. you know, if it's an older boy, then you kind of you want people to know that you know him. Yeah. And all that. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's a good point. I don't. I, I think I, she's actually a re- apart from the terrible slang. But to be honest, teenage slang changes so quickly. Oh yeah, I've you, long you, since it, writing it. Three months by the time they've written, by the time they write it three months ago, by the time they've recorded it, it's gone out of. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like dweeb. I'm not sure anyone says dweeb anymore. I've no, never even, heard I, my children not, say that. No, I'm not even sure. I, even I say dweeb anymore. And no. I'm, about as out of but what my two say thing. what is co- is describing something as moist it yeah. means it's absolutely uh it's the pits it's something really disgusting unfashionable um wet you know sort of something nerdy is Ooh. oh my god you're so moist right i will listen out for that one then it's yeah it's weird. it sounds like it might be a good thing no, mo- moist is never a good thing. It's, of course it is. You get a nice moist bit of sponge. Lovely. No, it's Nothing that worse word. than dry sponge. Some pe- that's one of those words I know. <laughs> that, has, that causes people to have actual aversion kind of... Yes. Yeah. I've never had a problem with the concept of moist, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was a very... I was a, I'm, I'm pro-moist, I think. Pro-moist, okay. Yeah. I won't... Okay, right. It's, <laughs> it's generally, generally a positive thing. It isn't though, as opposed to no, because you've got no, because I think no. You see, what you're talking about there is soggy, and soggy obviously is negative. No damp, damp, or damp. Yeah, okay, damp. Also, Mm. not good, is it? No, no, no. Anyway, so yeah. 
I, I have to just shut my ears to the to the language that she's using but the way she says things and I love her sort of enthusiasm she's like a sort of a firework in a jam jar I love her enthusiasm where she goes off oh, yeah. madly in all the wrong directions you know yes agreed she's uh, she's a uh... A force of nature, definitely. Yes, and I, and I love the fact that she was trying to give them a free afternoon tea and not taking the voucher and everything on the ground yeah. that she worked there and it would probably yeah. be all right. When she's only yes. been there a fortnight, she's already given no. out free stuff. It's just as well they didn't take her up on that because I think she'd have been out of a job by yes. the end of the afternoon if they had. Mind you, it would have been Freddie. It would have been up to Freddie to deal with it and he doesn't seem very capable of taking any Well, no, partic- <laughs> particularly not when uh, confronted by somebody like Chelsea, let's face it. <laughs> Uh, who even who even Jim struggles to yes. uh, to sort of rein in. At what point is Jim going to go? Could you all just piss off out of my house? Well, I think that's fairly fairly. Uh, that's uh, next week, surely. I suppose I mean, he doesn't. Was... He's he is glad that Jazz is there, but even he seemed to be getting mm. slightly irritated <laughs> with Jazza being there. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not at all sure. He's the, he likes the idea of Jazza being there, and if Jazz is there, sort of uh, full time, then. You know, he can get comfortable with the idea of that. But I think Jazza, even Jazza coming in and out is going to... Well, I mean, he's already shown signs of getting old, hasn't it? Yeah. But none of them knocked. She well, did. they did explain that. They did Yeah, they that. did. Well, she, she, Chelsea took Jazza's keys. Tracy just walked in because he'd left the door unlocked after exactly. yeah, yeah. taking the, the thing in. But it's just like even if the door is open you would still knock or shout hello or something you wouldn't just walk yeah. into the sitting room no well i think that's exactly the point that they're okay that they're making and that's what it's leading up but to. but i think that's going... that's ruder than even a horribin would be i think uh, no i don't think so because um because it was up until so so recently jazz's home mm. Uh, and they all know Jim so well, and uh, and he, you know, he knows them. Uh, it is. Don't get me wrong. It is rude, but I can. I would absolutely. I don't think it's out of character for Tracy or for Chelsea. Okay. Just to steam into Jim's house, to be honest with you. Um, I loved Jim's speech oh. when he said, "I am minded." When he's standing on the podium at the village fete. I'm minded of Marcus Porcius Cato. Yes. <laughs> Not even, I remembered something he said. It's, I am minded of him. Yes. Uh-oh. No, I mean, that start, I, when that speech started, I curled up a little inside and thought, oh, no, here we go. <laughs> um, those people are going to start, well, best case scenario, people just start wandering off. Yeah. And worst case, they actually throw things. Um <laughs> Local hero or, or or unsung hero or not, you know he's going to yeah. be he's going to be getting a, a cream cake in the kisser at some point if he doesn't shut up. But um, they turned it around blessedly quickly there, didn't they? Yeah. We got a couple of sentences which set us up for yeah. oh god, here we go. And then um, I can't remember what prompted the what was it? What happened? It was Did the next day happen? when he was helping Jazza. Put stuff away, and he found his bong. Oh no! But the, in the speech, though, when he said, um, "Oh no, he, he just lost. He, he lost the thread of it. He was wishing oh, on he? about Marcus Porcius Cato." Oh, God knows, we've and all then, done that. And then, and then said um, uh, that he'd rather have not have a statue. Have people asking why he didn't have one than have a statue. And, right, and then he yeah, suddenly yeah. started wittering on about friends. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. But it was lovely, especially for Jazza, who doesn't have a dad. 
uh, or no. a nice dad, definitely. And um, you know, and I also, just... as I, I mean, I missed the beginning of Jim. So I, I only met Jim well, you know, a year and a half ago. Okay. Uh, so I don't, I don't know a lot of the background to his character, okay. but I, I, that was really difficult for him, I think. Yeah. And uh, Alistair was talking about that was really good, by the way, last week. Uh, Alistair talking to Jim about this stuff and yeah. saying, you know, you 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 really need to say something. Yeah. You need to acknowledge this. And, yeah, uh, it's okay. Nobody's going to get hurt by this, or you know, yeah. it's it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, and for Jim to actually do it and to do it so beautifully, yeah. I mean, I was uh, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. I was mm. a snotty mess. Yes. It was really, really, really nicely done. And the way that they've let that friendship sort of evolve. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and now it's devolving. <laughs> it's devolving back into. I did think. I did think. So um, when uh, Jazza and Tracy had the the first fight after, because mm. I thought when Jazza moved in, and particularly after that whole conversation with uh, Chelsea, um, and Tracy sticking up for, uh, for Jazza there and saying, "Okay, yeah, I understand your concerns, but Jazza's different," you know. Um, I I did think oh thank God for that they're finally going to let Jazza and Tracy have a you know a straight run at this mm. uh, and then the first thing that happens after he moves in is they have a row about something completely pointless yeah. where they're both being you know pig-headed and ignorant and and I thought oh God shit really you know well, we've been down this road so many times yeah exactly she he'd only she said. I can't believe you've only lived here four days and you've broken the... Yeah. You're still in the honeymoon period after four days. Yeah. Four months, that's when you're going, yeah. any chance you might do oh. the dishwasher and all that, oh, you know. Is, is, is that right? Is that, that's, that's the time scale, is Yeah. It? Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so, uh, <laughs> um, but they, I think they've just pulled back from that, haven't they? I yeah. think we're going to be all right. Well, I hope so. Because Which I know Jazza said... Oh, me and Tracy, we're always... When he said, we're always at each other, not like that. We're always oh. arguing or something. But yes. I, I, I find that very boring to listen to because it's very one note. It's just weird. Oh, God. No, it really is. And they've... It's like when you've got oh, a couple that do snipey flirting and they yeah, come for dinner yeah. and you just think, oh, stop it now. Because then, no. you know, it's enough. No, it was... Uh, yeah, I mean, the first couple of times it was, will they, won't they, you know... I suppose that's fair enough. You know, you can't have two people just getting together and living together in perfect harmony forever and ever, you know, um, particularly when it's a soap opera. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they had, they have really have torn the arse out of that and it's about time to yes. to give just, it a rest yeah. now, I think. Please. I did really enjoy the one snippet of the conversation uh, when uh, Jazza was trying to persuade um, Jim to try the pizza. Oh, yeah. It's a meat. And he said, "It's the it's the it's the dogs." And uh, and Jim said, "Oh yes, I'm I'm quite sure it is, Jazz." <laughs> With and I'm I'm com- completely convinced that he has absolutely no idea what the dogs <laughs> what the dogs could possibly be, and it's it's just as well. Well, even. Not only what the dogs is, what the hell a meat feast with a stuffed crust yes, is, no, but the way no, Jazz no. had described it. Double, double meat feast. 
just <laughs> not just any old meat feast. I was thinking, Domino's is so expensive, Jazza. You could have bought Arthur Hoover with that. Well, yes, that crossed my mind as well because he ordered, he ordered and paid for the. I went back and checked this to see who had paid for the pizza. And he but then you don't want to be one of Jazza. those people that say. Well, they can afford that. Yeah. Yeah. They've got no. telephones. Yeah. They've got they've got flat screen TVs. <laughs> Why can't they live off two pounds sixty three a week? Yes, for their food. Yes, it would only take them seven hundred and forty two yeah. years to save up for a deposit. No, I agree. You, the, the, the the whole you know poor people can't have fun <laughs> thing is yes. is just is just <laughs> awful. Um, <laughs> and, but nonetheless, I do think there are possibly better uses of Jazz's money right now than offering uh, ordering Domino's just because it's a bit loud round at Tracy's. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and also, I, I did quite like the idea actually of, of him of him having learnt quiet at <laughs> at Jim and uh, Alistair's house, and then did you notice by the way? That Jim was talking, was having an internal narrative out loud in that scene. Uh, he was on his own and he was describing to us what he was going to listen to. Oh, yes, the Beethoven bar. Yeah. No, I did notice that, yes. But on the other hand, how do you, yeah. you know, how do you portray that decision process to the <laughs> Sound listener? effect indicating <coughs> Jim choosing between. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I you know, one LP sounds very much the same as the next one. It's just being thumbed. <laughs> you could just have lots of rustling and then Jim going, hmm. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I mean, you know, I'm, uh, I'm something of a, a sound effects uh, wizard these days, having been doing it for all of a year. Uh, and I think even I'd struggled to... Uh, yes. to add much meaning to a scene <laughs> without... Some sort of vocal cue, but it was a bit odd. I mean, I don't think it was particularly important. I was it just they were just setting up the fact that he was having a nice, quiet evening by himself. Yes. Before Chelsea booted the door down. I did. Yeah, yeah, I just think I just I just thought we don't often we very very rarely hear that somebody thinking aloud, literally (laughs) thinking aloud. Um, Although I I have to say, you know, uh, I'm not getting any younger, uh, Lucy. And um, and Jim is quite a bit older than me, and even I notice that these days that I will occasionally narrate <laughs> something that I'm doing. Is that doing. to keep reminding you what you're it's doing? A, exactly. So when yes. you walk up the stairs, you're going sellotape, 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 sellotape. <laughs> you're up there and go, it's, "What was? Huh? No." It's a placeholder. It is so okay. that I don't get I don't, I don't I don't get distracted and lost. You know. Um, <laughs> Not only do I think, you know, now what did I come up here for? But I'm thinking, where the hell am I? Yeah. You know? Who are all these um, people in my house? <laughs> <laughs> so, so perhaps, you know, Jim okay. was genuinely just, you know, Trying talking himself the through names it. Of composers as he was leafing <laughs> through his record collection. Yes, Fine. indeed. Yes. Um, Brian sounds completely recovered from his mangina. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yes, he does. I, it that annoyed me a bit as well because you, I mean, the whole point was to sort of show that Brian can't possibly, you know, take his foot off the gas. Mm. But uh, I defy you to show me anybody who doesn't uh, lie down in a yurt with whale song in the background uh, on a on a yoga mat, possibly covered with a blanket, um, particularly once you hit middle age, <laughs> and think. Oh, this is quite nice, actually. I think I'll just, I'll just, and then nod off. And yeah. When um, so when 
Uh, I had my eyelashes tinted today and I fell asleep on the on the. There, there you go. Yeah. It's lovely. It's fantastic. Yeah. I used to, I used to fall asleep having a facial fairly regularly. Did you? Um, I did. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, Lucy. I did. Uh, I think part of your your early onset senile dementia is the fact that you keep saying my name just in case you've forgotten who I am. Well, I'm just yeah, I'm just making sure that uh, you know there isn't somebody else on the call. <laughs> who, uh, my five? What do you think? But um, when my when my son, or just before my son was born, um, my eldest, we went and did prenatal yoga. Right. And That's uh, just father's lots of big ladies farting. <laughs> well, yes, and and it turns out uh, middle-aged men snoring. Ah, uh, because I yes, we so we do the prenatal yoga, and then the last ten or fifteen minutes would literally just be lying on a yoga mat under a blanket. Right. Um, in inverted commas, meditating. Right. And uh, and I'd go. <laughs> I'd be. I'd so be, loudly, yeah. you woke everyone else up. Yeah. Sparko every time, <laughs> and and snoring. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what the hell Brian's problem is. To be honest with well, you. Well, Brian's normal. Normal relaxation comes in the form of a rather good malt, I think. And, uh, you know, the idea that he just has to lie there and not drink or, you know, amuse himself by buying a new gun or something, I think it's probably... Or by of, stitching somebody up. And, uh, yeah, anathema. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like, yeah. but I'm wasting time is money. I'm wasting time. It'd be like Justin Elliott trying to do it as well. Um, and also, I did think he was a bit patronising. <clears throat> it's quite a good little business you've got here. Blah, blah, blah. And it, well, I wondered if perhaps that was um, setting things up for another bite of the Chris cherry. Really? Because well, they see they kind of it seems like they've put the whole um, spiritual home. They've taken it off the table, haven't they? Well, yeah, because this I think it was last week, and Brian was saying Brian and I think it was Brian and uh, Alice were having a conversation about spiritual home, and, or he was having a conversation with somebody, and saying, "Of course, spiritual home really isn't part of the mm. home farm." Uh, and I was thinking, uh, "Is is that really true, Brian? I don't think it is, is it?" Mm. Uh, so that's twice in two weeks that they've brought. Oh, I up see. So they're trying home. to. But what would they be doing that for, though? So that um, uh, so that we're not done with the whole Chris uh, oh, breaking the whole thing up oh, and forcing no, Kate to, to sell like we spiritual were, home. We, we were done with it. Yes, well, it, so it did to me, but then twice in the last two weeks they've brought it up in ways mm. that might have been foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, God, I hope not. Um, Am I overthinking this? I think you're overthinking. Okay. I quite. They tend to steer clear of business things because we don't care. Uh, well, we don't care about the farming either, but the, you know, <laughs> that's good. That comes in. In fact, why listening. are we listening to this program? <laughs> because Lucy. God says we have to. <laughs> really? Yes. I missed that. Was that part of uh, uh, St Paul's letter to the? Yes. Uh, and listen to the okay. P.S. It was the P.S. on the end. Yes. Well, it said P.T.O. Yeah. and no one bothered to turn it over. If they had done, they would have seen what he put. <laughs> By the ha, way, ha, ha, just joking. Listen to the art. Yeah. <laughs> by, ha, ha, just joking. And listen to the artist. Um, uh, I... Oh God, I had a thought then and it's gone. Was it about Lollapalooza? Yeah, that's a place, Which, isn't it? Uh, well, it's... Uh, well, it's funny you should ask that, Lucy, because uh, it, uh, it's a festival in Chicago mm. uh, in Grant Park on the shores of Lake Michigan there. Uh, that happens every summer. Um, but I 
So when Brian used it, I thought there is absolutely no way that Brian knows that Lollapalooza is a festival in Chicago in Grant Park um, every summer. So I thought perhaps it has some other meaning. And so I looked it up. Uh, and it means, Lollapalooza means an extraordinary or unusual thing, person or invent. An exceptional example or instance, which wasn't at all how he was using it. No. I've he never was heard using that it before. to mean. I never knew it was a festival. Never knew it meant either of those things. Well, one of those Ooh. things it doesn't mean. But anyway. Yes. Yeah. So it didn't. Uh, even assuming for a moment that Brian wasn't talking about the festival, and I can't imagine he was. No. Uh, it didn't mean what he obviously meant it to mean, <laughs> either. And also, what the Namaste Gerilitis? How does that sound anything that? Because it was Vetus Gerolitis, wasn't it? Yes. The tennis player. Yes. How does Namaste sound anything like Vetus at all? I think for Brian, it probably goes into a category called funny foreign. Yes, so for, it's, foreign yeah. Johnny. Yeah, yeah, foreign Johnny. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, anything. So, every time anyone says anything foreign, he says, bless you, mm. and then laughs mm. heartily to himself. That's what <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. That was, that was, I mean, I just. It took me a minute, actually, to remember Vetus Gerolitis's first name, but only because if you'd said to me two minutes before that, what was Mr. Gerolitis's first name, I'd have said Vetus. But they threw me so far off the trail with, with that. I'm like, oh, what, what's his bloody first name? Is it <laughs> Neil? Nigel? No, uh, no. the only Noel? person I know who listens to the Archers and then has to spend 20 minutes Googling all the references. Oh, I've done my, I've done my research. <laughs> I'm, after, I'm after Harriet's job, Lucy. What voices can you do? Oh. Can you do Pat? I, I, I did a Neil. I'm quite I'm not keen a Neil. to write Pat, and, and Pat doesn't have a distinctive enough voice. I could do Mike Reed saying Pat. Yeah, no, that's not the oh, same, is it? Pat! <laughs> Pat! That sounds remarkably like Terry Twofones, can I just say. You may not have come across Terry Twofones, but he's a character we sometimes have. No, no I've, never, I've never heard of him. No, no. no. <laughs> Uh, I did do I did do a bit of Jimus earlier. I don't know if you, you noticed. You did. I, I did, did notice. A little impression I did. It's very of good. I thought it was quite good. And considering you're a Scottish person, you seem to struggle to do Jazza, which means that either you're <laughs> yeah, not he's a proper not, Scottish I don't, person, I or don't he think isn't. he's Scottish. No, I don't think he can be. No, he's he, not terribly convincing. Okay. You know, he said dog, not Doug. By the way. Yeah, you know he is Scottish. So though, they, right? no, don't, he's not. He's from Northampton. Jazza. Yes. Ah, oh, is he from Corby? Because uh, everybody in Corby is from Scotland. He's definitely from Northamptonshire. No. Yeah. Right, whether he's actually born there or not, he certainly lives there now. And uh, I think I've heard him interviewed, there. and he's Scottish. No, I mean he is clearly Scottish, but he doesn't. So perhaps he's been in Northamptonshire for so long that he's forgotten that it's Doug, not Dog. Ah. Which makes me question his entire authenticity now. To be Does it with you. now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's not start on Febreze then. Um, <laughs> I have met people from Eurovisia and they all sound exactly like Fabrice. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, there was, I still can't remember the thing. Oh, it'll come back to me. Um, okay, should we do the emails? Yeah, for God's sake, yes. Before we wang on any more about any of this stuff. Um, right. Uh, this is from uh, Steve Malone. Who hello, says, Steve. Ha Hello, you lovely loquacious ladies. There you go. Oh, but he oh also There's adds, going to be a lot of this, isn't there? And himself. Brackets, ah, okay. selves, I don't know. 
<laughs> no, neither do I. This is Stephen in Ireland. Leash, mm-hmm. pronounced like that thing a dog takes you walking with. I'm yes. adoring what you're doing with this place. Quite the proper podcast now, especially with Theme Man's excellent additions. All hail your psychic powers on Brian's heart attack. Would you happen to have this week's lottery numbers purely on new? Actually, it wasn't um, on new. On new. It, it, it wasn't just us, uh, Stephen. It was the whole of Twitter. So, whoa, heart attack. Um, we had a flood of Root Charve Archer this week. The only woman who's got more glottal stops than there are characters on a keyboard, uppercase and <laughs> lowercase. It was finally, it was nice to finally meet Julianne, who sounds lovely, if needy. No, she doesn't. She sounds terrible. But Ruhr is truly just a gigolo. Separate bedrooms, my Aunt Fanny. I must ask, though, has Jazza got more arms than Webster? Who else could carry three plates and simultaneously give the saucepans a stir? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Harriet for this week's Shambridge Extra. It did make me giggle. Please keep doing what you're doing. It's only delightful. Chat soon, ta says Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Um, uh, yeah, I'm still deeply uncomfortable with the Rory thing, yeah, and I am yeah. glad that it wasn't on this week because I really dislike it. Uh, and it made me... I was a bit disappointed because I, I wanted to talk about it, actually. What did you want to say? Uh, I wanted to say that um, uh, I, I also don't like it. Oh. I think it's... <laughs> no, that I, not that I just... Before. Yes. <laughs> All right, there's more. <laughs> God. Uh, I think it's deeply, deeply, deeply unrealistic. I, I cannot, I just can't, I don't buy it at all. Really? No. Oh, so it doesn't make you feel icky, you just think it's... No, 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 it's fine. No, I mean, it, not icky at all. And in fact, if any older woman would like to, uh, you know, pay, pay me... To what? To, uh, to switch my phone off and have breakfast with her. Yeah. Uh, then th- that's absolutely fine. You'd love fine. that, wouldn't you? Oh, breakfast God, Breakfast is yeah. your favourite yeah. thing. Yeah. You no, could pay her, brilliant. probably. Mm, no. No, no, no. I reckon there's a definite opportunity here, Lucy. I'm not going to... I mean, obviously, you know, if push comes to shove, I will pay for that. Okay. But, um, you know, I really think uh, that Rory's opened up a bit of a, a niche here. But do you and, think uh, they're just having breakfast? Yeah, I do. Which is partially why I don't... I would be far more likely to believe it if they were actually... Bumping you know, uglies. Exactly. Mm. Oh, okay. Making the beast with two backs. Uh, oh, look, now look, now we're listening to a vicar, so m- wash your mouth out. The Reverend oh, Judy sorry. Bacon says, Dear lovely ladies and fabulous Febreze, whoever he is, I've decided simply not to try to be topical given the added challenge of Friday episodes in the podcast recording schedule and instead just to bother you when something pops into my head. Good. We have also given up trying to be topical, Julia, as you'd have noticed. About 15 years ago. Yeah. I am totally with Lucy's reaction to the Rory Julianne scenario, especially now we've heard them together. You may recall that I wrote a few weeks ago about how uncool I felt about the whole thing and all my fears have been justified. Their arrangement is all about power mediated by money. Julianne gets to have company on demand and on her own terms. Rory gets lots of dosh. All he has to do is hand over control of his time, who he sees and for how long and when and where. His ability to make his own decisions, his self-respect, everything has a price and can be compensated for by money. I'm no fan of Brian's, but it was painful to imagine his disappointment at not spending the evening with Rory, as instead he sprang to do Julianne's bidding. The scriptwriters might have been at pains to emphasise the two rooms in the Birmingham Hotel, but as I said before, whether or not they're actually having sex, this is about sex. I cringed at Julianne's, don't I get a morning kiss? Yes! I found the whole scenario upsetting and disturbing while applauding both actors for their work. I'm just keeping my fingers crossed 
that Rory finally decides that no amount of money can compensate adequately for being a pampered pet and that he extricates himself learning some painful lessons but without being too badly damaged by the experience of course this might all be totally irrelevant by the next podcast with everyone saying who's julianne happy holidays harriet hope you find your way muff home and that in the meantime lucy and miss doobie managed to keep things ticking over well we're here julie so whether or not they're ticking i don't know um yes how do you think it's gonna i think it is gonna end like she said i think it is gonna end the julianne thing with uh, her putting too much asking asking um uh, rory to you know miss something to do with his father or making or he does properly fall for somebody yep, and he can't yep. give her the time that she wants but then will it be a blackmail situation because somehow people have got to find out haven't they there can't be a blackmail situation because surely i mean we don't really know who she is do we but um but i can't imagine that rory has more to lose than she does yeah. I could see him blackmailing her, but not the other way around. Because mm, he's, you know, yeah. ultimately, if, if his relationship, whatever that means with her, mm. is over, then he has nothing more to lose, really, there. He's a student, for goodness sake. Mm. You know. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be blackmail. Uh, and I don't know quite... I think they need to finish it with a bang. It can't just fizzle out. Uh, and I don't quite know what that bang is going to be. No. I think it will be Alice standing up for him in some way, which will reconcile those two. Well, Alice standing up would be a good start. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here a week. Thank you very much. Um, try, the, try the tune out. Jane uh, from Cornwall says, Remember me always decorating? I'm still in chaos as the bathroom sprung a leak and we're currently without a bath or shower. Ooh, it's going to be hot next week, Jane. Get in the sea. At least you're near the sea. Um, Rory, I am You can't concerned. tell our listeners to get in the sea. <laughs> I mean, have a nice swim in the sea with some shower okay, gel. Okay, go for a I dip. Mean. Okay, yes. right. Uh, Rory's mum died when he was young, and so I think this could partly explain his current profession. He's vulnerable because his mum died young. He's likely to feel Brian's slight brush with mortality extremely acutely. Yes, he will want to spend time with his dad, and so he will feel extremely conflicted, resentful, angry, and suppress it all because of the contract. He will then feel more and more trapped and confused. My not very profound prediction, ah, is that he will have some sort of understandable emotional crisis and Alice will sort him out and they will make up. Hooray! Well done, Jane. That's excellent, completely right, I think. Yes, that would, that would, make, that would be a bang, wouldn't it? There we go. It would be. That well, would, I just that said would, that and you went... No. You were too busy making jokes about Alice not being able to stand up. Um, I, don't, I don't think you think you said anything of the sort. Can we consult the tapes about this? Please? Yes. Keep up the good work, especially the shambolic moments, which make me laugh out loud every shambolic moments. Do, 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 do you have any idea how difficult it is to script and uh, I know. rehearse those shambolic moments? Absolutely. Because by nature, we are so incredibly efficient and organised. Mm. Um, but we understand that, you know, we know what our listeners want. Yeah. And um, shambolicness. Shambolicity. Shambolicity is it. So you're welcome. Uh, she said, I never remember the proper adverts, but feel slightly brainwashed about tenner pants, even though I don't need them. Perhaps they could come in handy with the DIY. They would. You wouldn't have to get off your step, Andy. You could just stand up there no, and quietly exactly. yeah. have a waz and then yeah. carry yeah. on. Are they just for wazzing, the old tenner pants? Well, you can't poo in them. Well, you, you absolutely could. 
Well, yeah, but then you'd have to go and change them straight away, wouldn't you? You can have a wing. Well, I don't know. And they I don't just know how quietly, they work. it just quietly sinks in, and then and then you can. Is it like a baby's nappy? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, yeah then, you can't yeah, leave somebody. Sitting. No, you can't. Ooh. When they've gone number twos, you really have to change it at that point, <laughs> don't they? Gone number twos. Yes. <laughs> do, do, do you know in German it's called Großmachen? Oh, so if you've yes. if you've if you've made big yes. in your, <laughs> uh, then you have to go change your Unterhose, <laughs> your Sicherheitshose, possibly. Um, so uh, uh, I, I was going to say something about that. Uh, the tenor pants um, and the oh, so I don't get adverts. I know that's because you're on Spotify Premium. Well, I don't know. Is it, though? Can any of our listeners confirm? Is oh. anybody else listening on Spotify Premium? This is important, Lucy. Don't ugh at me. Okay. Uh, can any of our listeners confirm, if they also listen on Spotify Premium, that they don't get any adverts? Or is it just because I'm not in the UK? Or is it because you're special? Well, I am mm. indubitably special. Mm. But I don't know whether the good people at Spotify know that. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, mm. Now, were you listening last week when we found out that the music we use for uh, Radio yes. Borsetshire, Borchester... Yes, it's for Gentlemen's Art um, yes, Cinema. Yes, publications. Yes. Mm. Uh, Willa Hammett Brown has now started referring to this as jangly jizz music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll never think of it the same. Can now. I just point out that Willa Hammett Brown is the preceptor of the Harvard College Writing Programme. So uh -huh. if Willa Hammett Brown calls it jangly jizz music, we that's can all call what it, it that. is. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she said she had to report that the audio signature of Radio Borchester is the exact sound my headphones make when they connect to Bluetooth, so that now, every morning, when I put really? them on to walk the dog, I turn them on and then say, Radio Borchester, to my confused pup. <laughs> I, can, uh, I can probably record that and send it over so she gets the full experience. Uh, <laughs> write, write a little macro that... that uh, Plays an audio clip when she turns a. Maybe people, uh, could, people could have on. it as their as their ringtone. Could you yeah. imagine? Radio Borchester. Or they Radio. could have Febreze going, hello, hello. Is it, is it Borchester or Borsetshire, isn't it? I don't Radio know. I change it every Borsetshire. time. Borsetshire. In fact, I no, think... No, but I, I think no, I don't change it, though. I, that, that, that clip was recorded months ago and has been used every week ever since. Well, I was very aware that when we recorded yesterday, I used Borchester, Borsetshire, yes. Borsetshire, yeah. Borsetshire yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It, it does it change up a bit. No, never mind. Anyway, jangly jizz music. I, did, I like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, Although jangly jizz does sound like something you'd need to go and see the doctor about. <laughs> Pop down to see the urologist. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't see my urologist because the last time I did see him, I uh, threatened to punch him. Really? Yes. He grabbed me very hard. And uh, had he taken against you? And it was it was jolly painful. I didn't actually threaten to punch him, but I did involuntarily sort of you squared up, up to him. Did you? <laughs> a little bit. How and can you he... square up somebody when you're lying down? Were you lying no, down was, or were I you was, standing? No, up? I was. I was. I was sitting. You threatened uh, your urologist because you grabbed. Did, I didn't threaten him, but my natural physical reaction was to uh, uh, address the, the very, very. Uh, imminent threat or the very apparent threat to my well-being which was him with his hand between my when you say you're well oh i see yes he he grabbed me down there quite hard down. and my, my my body 
reacted entirely of its own volition in threatening to chin him if he did it again. <laughs> and I, I did feel a bit bad, but not that bad, because it was very, very painful indeed. And then now he won't see him anymore. He's refusing to. Uh, he won't, yes. He won't allow me into the room anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. Well, I bloody do. It was jolly sore indeed. But surely he was just... Don't you have to be quite firm with them? Well, yes, but not that... Eat them, whatever. Firm. Okay. Well, I'm He's saying got, that. I think he needs to understand that some of us are quite sensitive. I kicked my massage lady. She was oh. doing my feet and she made... Oh, she tickled yeah. them. Yeah. And, I, and I, I kicked her in the chin and I nearly knocked yeah. her over. <laughs> no, I can't be doing with that. I had a foot. Mas- I had one foot massage in uh, Bangkok, in Thailand. Uh, I was out there with. We were travelling around Asia with the family, with the kids, and uh, my ex-wife and the kids uh, love foot massages, and they persuaded me to have one one day. And I got uh, a very nice Thai lady whose name was uh, Knuckles or Bruiser or something, I think. <laughs> and she, uh, oh Christ, it was the worst half. Of- people, people. Deliberately picked names like Water Lily and Tiger Lotus and no, things like that. No, she wasn't. She 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 knew that would be, uh, she wouldn't be kidding anybody. <laughs> and uh, it was one of the worst half hours of my life. I sat there um, with every muscle in my body screaming at me to just get up and run away. It was horrible. Oh. Nobody's nobody's touching my feet ever again. Now. Okay, right. You're you're actually running out of bits of the body that 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 you can bear to be right. So addressed. don't yes yeah. Yeah, I am. You're right. Mm. But I think probably just, you know, don't grab me hard on any any part of my body. Okay. There you go, listeners. Now you know. Anyway. Um, Unless unless we've come to a pre-arranged agreement (laughs) um, in writing (laughs) with, with, you know, remuneration that's that's of of a reasonable... Level. Blimey. A lot of your conversation seems to come back to wanting to be paid for things, if you noticed. Yes. Mm. Well, no, they've got me on, they've got me on, a, on a roll now. I'm having ideas. Oh, good. Jesus. Mm. Uh, you'll be on Dragon's Den. Um, yeah. Dear Lucy... <laughs> <laughs> this is my idea. I'm a male prostitute. <laughs> I'm out. Anyway, dear <laughs> Lucy Harriet, Mr. Lucy <clears throat> and Fab Feb. I would have written more recently, but I was still cowering behind the couch after Harriet's helicopter parenting revelation, terrified that Harriet would tear my email apart and tell me to do another filling of all the screen. (laughs) Firstly, I wonder if you point me to where I can complain about the extra archers. Join a very long queue, Steve. I have a half hour cycle commute and I am an omnibus download listener rather than a convenient hour for Monday's commute home and back. It now extends to Tuesday morning, which means I do not get to listen to you until Wednesday. Secondly... Thank you for taking my request to think about endorsing some more masculine products. I have to be honest, the Scandinavian spunk expander, excuse the language, but I like the alliteration, was not the direction I was anticipating, but I suppose you have to take what you get. Well, exactly. Thirdly, don't worry about Brian's lack of heart attack. If he carries on like this, he will soon have another angina account, another angina attack and another opportunity to retire permanently. By the way, good for Neil saying what we all wanted to. Yes. Oh, absolutely. With regards Rory and his woman, well, two words, mm. mummy mm. issues. Not surprising, bearing in mind Portia Vaughan's early death, but it does not require a doctorate in psychology to pick up on this and work it out. Lastly, the adverts worked properly this week. Personally, I quite like them in the middle of words, but beggars can't be choosers. Yes, well, thank you, Steve Barry. 
uh, I worked very hard on those adverts and um, I was as surprised as anybody that it worked, to be frank. I can't tell whether it works or not. I just well, get a did. gap. It was brilliant. Did it? Yep. It was absolutely So when, it, when, when you leave, so we, we, at some point during this, we're going to leave a gap, are we? Yes. Okay. Should we do it now? And then... Right, stop talking. So I should stop talking now? Yes. Okay. Shh. So this is where the advert's going to go. You're doing this on purpose, it's really annoying. <laughs> right, while you're muttlying, I can put it in there, you see. Ha! Was that long enough? Yep, because I've remembered where it is. Okay. Okay, yeah. okay you, you can actually say where it goes, can you? Yes. Oh, I see. Mm. I thought you just sort of left a gap. You're and it... not the only technical one. Um. Mm. Well, yeah, you kind of are, but yes, I, yes. I am learning how to be a technical one. So, yes, okay. um, Scandinavian spunk expander. What's he talking about? No, I. Well, I assumed you knew what that was. No. Was that an advert? That oh yes, it had. was the. It was that was Tom of Finland, wasn't it? Saying that it was used to. The, that oh, increase the volume yes. of the ejaculate. Yes. yes. No, I do remember that. So it's now. like natural yogurt or something. Scandinavian spunk expander. Mm. That's, if he hasn't already trademarked that, he might want to get himself down to yeah, his absolutely. local uh, council offices and do that because yeah. that's quite good. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Corley, this is Ambridge Pony Club. One, Ben and Beth appear to be anointed as the new David and Ruth to take over Brookfield. Two, this requires inheritance to skip... Rosie and Josh. Well, Pip. Sorry, who's Rosie? Pip's daughter. Ah, yes. All right, Pip, yes. Rosie and Josh. Yeah. Tricky. There are explosions or contagious diseases, but still. Three. Vince has loaned money to David, which is weird. You don't do that for proper brothers-in-law. Never mind newish. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Girlfriend's brother. I reckon Vince's loans uh, are more perhaps for bigger cows, parlor, etc. than when they're in hock, asks for it to be paid back with interest, gets them into debt, takes farm, gives it to Beth. Et voila! Ben and Beth control the farm. QED. I showed my working. Do I get bonus points? Jen. Tick 10 out of 10. V good, Jen. Yes. Yes. But V out of character. Because Vince is has been put in something of a trance by Elizabeth's comely, comely, comely wench ways. And would I think would possibly... <laughs> Why are you comely, comely, comely wench ways. Comely, comely, comely. Um, 
uh, which just probably to fan myself off a little here. <laughs> getting rather we happily, more. You know, donate a kidney should anybody require it from the yeah. Archer clan, yeah. and I yeah. think that is much more uh, what is going on than than any any long term plan to um, to get them into debt. Mm. So are you saying that's more of a red ink three out of ten see me, Jen? Then are you? <sighs> I could see where she's going. I just don't think it's... If, if he was not quite as... If this was Brian, maybe. Oh, God, no. Brian would do that in a heartbeat, yeah. wouldn't he? But no. not... not no, I think I agree with you. No, I think I agree with you. He's not like that, is he? Because apart from anything else, Elizabeth wouldn't let him get away with it, no. would she? No. No. Uh, unless, you know, maybe if he fell out with Elizabeth or something... You know, if she dumped him, no, he got but, angry. But even then, I can't know. If Vince, if Vince and Elizabeth split up, then Vince is leaving the Archers. I reckon. Yeah. There's no way he's he's not. Well, he doesn't live there, does he? No, exactly. He's not. He's not a character in his own right, is he? No, 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 no. no. Um, uh, hello, you three. Says Liz Danziger. Uh, just letting hello, you Liz. know that next week Olivia and I will be in Provence. Ooh. Ooh. But our the archers listening won't suffer. However, this has made me wonder: Does Borsetshire and Ambridge in particular have the fewest holidays in the country? Eddie and Clary manage every seventh year. David and Ruth every other decade. Ditto Neil and Susan. Has Pat ever left Borsetshire since she first crossed the border fifty years ago? Green and Common <laughs> does not qualify as a holiday. I may be wrong, but Borsetshire sometimes reminds me of that sci-fi story. It's a good life, totally cut off from the rest of the universe. Big hugs back from Olivia. I agree. Yes, they never, never, they hardly ever, no one ever goes away. And if they do, it's used as a sort of a huge signifier of, ooh, like um, uh, uh, Jenny, Darling and Brian went on some swanky holiday somewhere and it was all anybody talked about for weeks. Should they go? Was it a cruise or something? Should they go? Yeah. Should they not go? Where would you like to go? It was an anniversary present. Um, yeah. that did, you know, it was this enormous thing, and it's kind of used yeah. as this... Um, uh, so I remember I remember uh, Eddie and Clary going to Paris after mm -hmm. they renewed yeah. their vows. Yeah. But I don't... As you, I, as, yeah, I don't remember anybody else going away no. at all. No. In the, what, 18 months that I've been listening. No. Yeah. I mean, the, the, to be fair, the, quite a lot of that was lockdown. No, but it's always been like that. Yeah, well... It's I, only, like... Holidays are only ever used as a plot device mm. um, to either get somebody out of the way or to signify that they are going up in the world in capital letters and can afford it. Yeah. It's certainly okay. not, an, uh, not an everyday thing because it, it is an everyday thing for, for... It isn't an everyday thing for many, many people, but it's sort of not a... It's a real... Stop in your tracks. Holiday moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, aren't they lucky going there? Because I think Susan and Neil did. Oh yeah, where did they go? Did they go to Tenerife or somewhere like that? Because Susan got rat assed I think, and and Neil told <laughs> everybody. Uh, yeah. I'm missing. We're two listeners today. It's four o'clock on Saturday, and normally Harriet and I have a little drinky. Uh, with our with our with our recording and and it's a bit too early for a little drinky, so Mr. Newby has got tomato juice. Oh, it's ten past six here, so it's not too early. <sighs> ten past five feels wrong to have to have booze. I have got snacks. 
Though, can I tell you about my snacks? As I can't tell you about my booze. You're having snacks without booze? I am. How does that work? I'm ha- but they're healthy snacks. They are seaweed Ooh. chips. Oh. Mm. oh. I've heard about these. Yes. But do you know, you know, you know um, what's her face? Uh, Phoebe. Yes. Has gone to, uh, the Scot- to Scotland to look at seaweed yes. and put it yeah. on in a bucket. Yeah. Well, yes. they're making... Is this what she's doing? Yep. They're making chips out of it. And I have got Peking duck flavour, and I have to say, Ooh, it I like is duck. absolutely lovely. Is it? It's is really it green? good. Are they green? No, they are mm, not. They're a bit darker than normal crisps. Okay. But I gave them to my son, who ate them very, very happily, yeah. until I told him they were uh, seaweed, and then he yeah. went, <clears throat> which is ridiculous. Well, I, I, I can imagine they're very umami because isn't. Um, Monosodium glutamate, that comes from seaweed, doesn't it? Yes. So They've then, got then... quinoa, seaweed, blah, 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 maize, Oh, quinoa. Uh... You see, quinoa does smell like, uh, going back to our Swedish... Um... No, does it? Yeah, have you not noticed that? I've never eaten... Well, I haven't, I haven't eaten it, but I've never cooked with it. You've never boiled quinoa no it smells no, quite strongly it no. smells quite strongly of lime trees shall we say oh yes. <laughs> well anyway this doesn't and but it peking duck. absolutely delicious yes. i'll bet i'll mm. bet if only i could get some, some i of these know things, Lucy. but that i'm going to save you you're so, going to save me a crisp yeah so oh thanks nice and moist by the time you <laughs> um yeah so next time you come over you'll have a little a little, um, oh, the dog's running around the garden with my new shoe in his mouth. Oh. I wonder if anyone's there to stop him. No. Well, you are. No, I'm recording a podcast. I'm very, very busy. No, we can always, always drop it in the edit. No. No, okay. I like not editing. Um, <laughs> Have you, so I love Pinky Duck, um, but I'm not quite so keen on Bombay Duck. Have you ever had Bombay Duck? Is that the dried fish thing? It is. It's not duck at all. Oh. I ordered that in an Indian restaurant once and was very very disappointed because it is it's 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 awful and it's fish that's caught in the sort of um in the in the right next to to mumbai in the in the sort of coastal waters there which are who knows what's floating around in there and uh and then they dry it and it is it's really it's imagine the fishiest thing you possibly can and then sort of Double it, and you're getting somewhere near how fishy Bombay duck is. So Actually, be very careful when ordering duck dishes that you're not getting the old okay. Bombay duck. It is the Peking duck. I've started giving the dog these dried fish treats, Ooh. and I'm really regretting it because I went into the butchers and I could see How's everybody his breath? looking round. Never mind his breath. I could see everybody looking round. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, there's that woman. Oh, really, really smells of dried fish. It's, it's oh, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dog. Ooh. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's not a, that's not a great smell. It's not. <laughs> now, I don't know whether to save this one. For reasons I won't go into, I may need to save this one for... Well, I'm going to save the pictures for when Harriet's back. That's all I'm saying. So what are we talking about now? Uh, Tom's email, Tom Longdon. Tom of Finland. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says, sadly, I am not homoerotic artist. Tuko valio laksonen. 
aka Tom of Finland. Although when I moved here, men of a certain age and a certain level of drunkenness would think it hilarious to repeatedly say I was. There really is nothing funnier than a tipsy middle-aged man with slightly outmoded views and a bit too much self-belief in their own cracking levels of banter, is there? FYI, these evenings would almost always end with a gentleman inviting me to go back to their place for a sauna and grill a sausage. I always assumed this was a euphemism and so would respectfully decline but encourage them to continue to explore their sexuality. I am originally from a village in the pink... Oh, this is because we're talking about rats. From a village in the Peak Oh, I've district. got a rat story. God, don't... Tell me a minute. From a village in the Peak District called Iam. I love Iam. It's very nice. That's the plague village. This slightly connects with rats. Well, the plague, the plague dogs, or... No. Because that was in the Lake District. No. That story. Iam. I you know Iam that was, that was shut no. off? No, I don't. No. Iam was... Um, they kind of sacrificed themselves in the in the Black Death, and they, oh. um, rather than, they had the the Black Death in the village, and they oh. just shut themselves off, and people would come and leave food for them in the well outside the village or by the oh. well, and oh. they would pick it up, and they gradually all just died. It was jolly good of them, though. It was. Oh. Mm. Uh, anyway. So growing up there, I grew up with a perfectly natural fear of these squeaky beasts. A friend at school attributed my fear to me coming from Iam and their connection with bringing the plague into the village. Uh, It was actually from watching Indiana Jones and the bit where he got caught in the sewers of Venice and had to hide under a coffin and hundreds of the buggers kept falling on him. Mm, Um, He was living in China for a few years and one evening, while I was waiting to meet someone at the train station, I decided to treat myself to a burger. I went outside to enjoy this and taken the glorious smoggy sunset surrounded by the picturesque grey communist architecture. I found <laughs> a ledge under a tree and began to greedily devour the contents of my little brown bag. The sun was setting and I was enjoying the burger so much I hadn't noticed for the first time in about two years I wasn't surrounded by a horde of people. In that same moment, I also became aware that the floor, base of the tree and a nearby bin appeared to be undulating and <sighs> flowing like a babbling brook. Honestly, there must have been hundreds, if not thousands of them. By my right elbow, I was confronted by at least half a dozen sets of hungry, beady eyes looking expectantly, but I have to say respectfully, at me. Rather than leap, Harriet style, and shrilly scream my own name in American accent into the tree, I was oddly as calm as a Hindu cow. I can only speculate that the meat had come from India, perhaps explaining this uncharacteristic bit of Zen behaviour, and polished off the remaining few bites. I did then probably lob the remaining contracts of the bag as far as I could and get the mm. hell out. Yes. <sighs> Thanks well, for I, that, Tom. Feel a bit queasy now. I went, I went to, uh, with, the, um, with the family, uh, we went to Myanmar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spent a few weeks in Myanmar. And uh, in our first couple of days, we were in Yangon, formerly known as Rangoon. And we were walking, we'd been out for dinner or something, I think, one evening, and we were walking back to our hotel, uh, or um, calling it a hotel is rather over-egging the pudding, but we were walking back to the place where somebody had rented us a bedroom, put it that way, Uh, and it involved going down quite dark alleyways uh, in Yangon, and I realised... the one particularly long and particularly dark alleyway, I realised about halfway down it that we were absolutely surrounded by rats. There were, again, hundreds oh. of them. But I, obviously, um, the kids were there, and I guess at the time my son would have been uh, probably 10 and my daughter 8, something like that. 
uh, and so I couldn't. Every every fiber of my being was shrieking at me to get the hell out of that street. I don't have a massive problem with rodents in general, but that was really a bit much. Uh, and uh, but I just had to sort of smile and keep very gently walking up this oh. long dark alleyway that was ankle deep in rats oh. because, because the kids hadn't noticed and I didn't want to I thought if I yeah if I say something here it's yeah. all going to it's all going to go horribly wrong so we just very slowly made our way out of this uh, rat infested alleyway it was and I've never felt the same about them ever since it was quite an experience <laughs> I'm, you can't see me listeners but I am shuddering yeah Sorry, I'm somewhat distracted because William is running around the garden now trying to get the, my shoe off the dog. Oh, that's good of him. Yeah, but unfortunately they're both having far too much of a good time chasing uh, each other to actually okay. be getting the shoe. The shoe has become secondary in the entire Yeah. Oh, no, 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 he's done it now. Yeah, anyway. Well done, um, William. Tom says, I'd better add something about the archers. I really like Stella, but do you agree she seems to have some kind of mystic power? All she needs to do is lock eyes with anyone in the village, say hello, and they all either just open up about their deepest secrets or immediately change their view. Could the writers use these shamanic skills to end any and all annoying storylines? She should definitely be drafted in to sort out Chris and Alice, or at least get Justin to bin his lounge trousers. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, she has... I don't know why. I don't know why it is... Um, what it is about her, I guess she's doesn't appear to have much baggage yet, emotional baggage. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't appear to have much of a personality. She just seems very calm and cool and collected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I recognise her voice, but I don't every because nothing of what she's saying is ever terribly interesting. I, it always takes me a few seconds to recognise her. Oh, really? Because there's no context clues. Oh, okay. She's not I doing anything. She's just sitting no. in the office. Yeah, and and it's it's she's she seems entirely to be a uh, a sponge or a mirror or a you know a sounding board. Right. For other people, we don't yeah. know very much about her at all. No. Yeah, well, it's like Ardil, isn't it? Still, but yeah. she's been in the village a hell of a long time. For us exactly. Not to know anything. Yeah. Yeah. All we know is that her dad's dead. Yeah. Yeah, we only found that out this week. Yeah. They never tell us anything, do they? No. No. Um, so quite why she's 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 got this shamanic um, yeah. sort of influence on the rest of the village, I have no idea. I don't understand it at all. She's not a likeable. I like her. She's fine. Mm. But she's just, there's nothing, she's a bit milk toast, isn't she? Yeah. And also, yeah, she needs to hurry up and get... Um, now she's got Hoover or Weaver or whatever he's called. Um, she also needs to get uh, either a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and then we can see what she's like properly. So, is uh, are we have we gone cold on the whole Ruth thing then? Have we? Uh, yeah, I think so. Mm. If it was going to happen, it would happen by now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Pip seems to be very fond of her, but then Pip is kind of maybe doing it because. Pip's a bit jealous of her relationship with her mother. Oh, I don't know. Or she really likes North Face. Yeah. Mm. Also that. Uh, I don't know. Well, now, talking of uh, North Face and lesbian crushes, uh, we now have to cross over to Harriet Carmichael in her current guise 
Um, so if you are, that's not that's not what the script says. I know, but I've just decided to segue to that now, and then we'll go back oh, and okay. do Febreze. Oh. Um, so you can uh, settle back and listen to Harriet's friend Nigella Lawson as she talks us through her recipe for crab linguini made with Wayfish's brilliant Weymouth crab. Hi there. If, like me, you're absolutely sick of eating foie gras to the sound of trumpets while drinking champagne from a Manalo Blahnik, then may I suggest this recipe for crab linguine. It's exactly the sort of salty, creamy, velvety dish that's like being rogered by a suntanned lifeguard on a Cornish beach. I imagine. Get your pasta water boiling, chuck in the linguine, go big, add the whole packet, and while the pasta cooks, heat a huge glug of olive oil, chuck in some chilli flakes, or if you're feeling really naughty, chop up a whole one. Add loads of garlic, let's go pungent, sizzle, and then add at least half a glass of wine. Simmer, then add the crab meat. Once the linguine's done, chuck it into the crab mix with some of the pasta water, Next, add in lemon zest, lemon peel, lemon juice, all the lemony lemoniness you need. Add a ton of parsley and finish with a dollop of creme fraiche. Mmm, crabby, creamy, but not at all crusty. Thanks for listening and don't worry about licking your fingers. I like that. The funny thing is, though, if if anything, that's actually underdone (laughs) from a Nigella point of view. I know it's positively subtle. You won't be massively, you won't be massively surprised to hear that I'm an enormous fan of Nigella. Mm, No, I'm not. Um, And now, let's go over to Radio Borchester, where Febreze of Felpersham is in trouble, and we have to say it took us about three goes to record this because we kept getting giggles in the middle of it, which is very, very unprofessional. Come in. Hello, hello. This is Febreze of Felpersham, looking like I have just stepped out of the salon, because I have. Febreze, I'm the managing director of BBC Radio Borsetshire. I know who you are. I know. I'm sorry. I even say it in the post office now. I can't stop. Now, I was hoping after last time that we wouldn't have to have this chat. Your hair look very nice. More layers. It suits you. Thank you, but don't try to distract me. This is serious, Febreze. I know, I know, and I am sorry. It's just slip and then the thing snap. It was accident. No, this is a... What thing snap? Oh, nothing. <laughs> nothing, Snap. It is fine. Carry on. Uh, Febreze, I have had a serious complaint. <laughs> I know. I could tell by the way you were walking last week. I said to Colin, Colin, I say, she need to either go to chemist or maybe not wear so tight trousers. Febreze, you have deeply upset one of your guests. In fact, several. But I am charm. How can I upset? Oh, was it that cat lady... I bet it was a cat lady. She was one of the complainants, yes. She felt ridiculed. Oh, she is just a grumpy old bonker. It is because she spent all day picking cat air out of her food and tipping over litter trays. You continually referred to her as the pussy lady, the lady with the biggest pussy in Borchester. You said she was obsessed with pussy. She was extremely embarrassed. 
Why? Well, because... What do you mean, why? Well, it is true. She is obsessed with pussy, and she do have the biggest pussy in Borchester. She put a photo of it on the internet, and it is enormous. You weren't making a joke? About what? Do you genuinely not know what she thought you were referring to? Oh, I thought she was insult because I thought she was bad driver, and I told her not to scratch my woo-hoo with her pussy wagon. Right. Okay, well, we'll let that one go then. You got blind drunk on air. That was not me, that was Libby and Bellamy. It was you, Febreze, I heard it. You ended your show by telling people they should stay listening for the woos and never. I have a speech implosive meant. Were you making a joke when you asked Mrs Jennifer Aldridge to come on your show and give her tips for a happy marriage? Or when you accused the Lord Lieutenant of Borchester of armed robbery? That was a misunderstanding. And to cap it all, last week you got the purchasing director of Underwoods on to investigate a purely personal issue. Well, I am very cross that they have stopped doing the ham that I like. That is in the public interest. I am celebrity and I have to represent the little people. Febreze, you are here to provide interest and entertainment to the people of Borchester, not amuse yourself. But I find the people of Borchester amusing. They are very entertained, especially that one with the big bottom, what to dress up like a vicar. She is very funny. <laughs> Be that as it may, can you please extend courtesy to all your guests and not have them on purely for your own purposes? Okay. Even the lady with the big pussy? Especially the lady with the... Well, yes, never mind. Otherwise, you know what will happen. Oh, no parking space. Correct. And my woohoo will be left exposed to the elements? Yes. Okay. From now on, Febreze will be good. No more shouting at my guest, or get drunk, or accuse them of thing. Good. Now, if you don't mind, I will get on with my work. Okay. Thank you. Colin, Colin, the lady from last week make complaint about me. Did you know? She said I was being rude to her about her enormous pussy. Why was that rude? What is it? It what? Oh, Colin, oh, I am in shock. Oh, this poor lady. Now she ate Febreze and think I am like a builder in a footballing shirt. Oh, I am going to have to go and buy diptyque candle for my nerves. And then go to sushi station. I will be back in time for show. Oh, next week should be okay, though. I will be back on the safe ground. I am having Fallon Rogers on from the Bridge Farm Tea Room. And we are going to talk about her paps. See you in a minute, Colin. Bye. I bet you any money, everybody listening will check their phone to make sure they haven't accidentally bum-dialed when it starts to dial in the middle of it. <laughs> Did you just do that? Yep. I, the script's buggered up now. We've done everything out of order, and now I've got this script here and I can't read it because oh, it doesn't make any sense yeah. anymore. And you know, I, you, know, I, you know I can't ad-lib. No. Well, you I'm, do this I'm, bit then, where my cursor is. Thanks, Nigella. Well, would change it to February. Oh, come on. You can, 
You can extemporise to the extent of changing the name. I'm an I'm an actor, love, not a. <sighs> right. Thanks for Breeze. That so that's do. what I was supposed to be saying. Yeah. Thanks for Breeze. No, bollocks to Breeze. He's stolen my. I don't like Breeze. He's stolen my gig. Okay. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't. I'm very rarely on the show now. No. <laughs> What's funny about? How's that funny, Lucy? Go maniac. I'm very rarely on the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, that Eurovision... <laughs> Foreign Johnny. Yes, has, has stolen all my thunder. Aww. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks, Febreze. Thanks. Uh, and if you would like to visit... This is, this is, I'm not talking to Febreze now, I'm talking to you listeners. If you would like to visit patreon.com and look up Ambridge on the Couch, you can support us at any subscription level. Although, obviously, the bigger subscription levels yes. are, be- are better. The ones that have, clearly. like, four figures, they're good yes. subscriptions. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, anything is welcome, obviously, but uh, the, the more money, the more love. We love you more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, yes. two people, one of them yeah. I think is called Mike, and okay. a lady emailed me, and I yeah. think they emailed me on Acast or something, to say that they had given some money as a subscription, but they wanted to check that I'd got it, uh, and I need to say thank you, and I cannot get into the bit of Acast that tells you Who's emailed you? I found it once, clearly, because they messaged me and I saw it. Oh, and now right. it's disappeared. So, Mike and Lady of Mystery, thank you very, very much. I did get it. Thank you. You're very kind. And I'm sorry I can't reply, but it has completely vanished and I do not know where it is. So, yes. So, anybody that was that was missing the levels of incompetence this week, there you go. You've just had it. Um, you can find us on Facebook. We might not be able to find you, but you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, at On Ambridge. Febreze is at Fabulous Febreze. Or you can email us at AmbridgeOnTheCouch at gmail.com. So we're not even mentioning at Newbie Couch anymore, you see. I'm just, I'm, I'm an afterthought in this thing now. I am at Newbie Couch, ladies and gentlemen, Mm. if you would like to message me, because I don't have anything else to do these days. (laughs) So I'd be delighted to hear from you. (laughs) Um, Now, are you ready for Matt Rodriguez Payne's bit? Always. Okay. Uh, This is one of those bits of music that you go, I know that really well. And everyone says, what is it? And you go, I've no idea. But yes, because I did. I looked at the name and I thought, oh, I have no idea what that is. Yeah. And then, the but then when you listen to it, oh, that's what it is. You kind of go, oh, da, 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 yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so yes. I will now play it. Are you going to say the name? No, because I'm not sure how to pronounce it either. Oh, okay. Do you know? Uh, I can't remember. I know it's Sylvia. Delib is Sylvia. Yeah, Delib, exactly. Delib, Sylvia. Okay. Exactly. Right. Yes. Ready? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
He's so good. I know. He's so clever. <sighs> that makes me very happy. Yes, me too. Mm. I think, so it's a, it's, a, it's a ballet, isn't it? Yes. And I think my grandmother might have had a little music box that played that. Ah. That, uh, that's bringing back all sorts of memories. Of, uh, it was definitely used on a, either a comedy sketch or... Oh, yeah. I always think no, of something like Fantasia, but it wasn't. It was... Or was it an advert? Yeah, there was an advert. I'm just thinking of what it was an advert for in, as well. Yeah. Write in and tell us, listeners, because we can't remember. Yes. What with the whole early And I pride myself on my on my completely pointless uh, near photographic yes. memory of 1980s uh, television adverts. Yes. So yes. that's annoying me. <laughs> you enjoy it too. <laughs> I know you do. Anyway, um, thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen, and have a yes, lovely week. Thank you. Yes. And I will play us out with Delibes Sylvia again. And, uh, oh, we're not quite sure what we're doing next week. Uh, no. Harriet will be back. Mr. Newby is having his beard trimmed. I'm also having my beard trimmed. So I don't know where we'll be. But anyway, we'll do something for you in some way. All right? Because we're good like that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Here we go again. Bye. Bye, everybody. is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare insurance plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're say between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare insurance plans at uh1.com. 